Today on the Zabecast, we are at the halfway point of my guy's golf trip to Mesquite. Four rounds down, five more to go. Any fights, any controversies. I'll bring in my roommate, Big Mike, for the halftime analysis. Then Mr. X will join us, and he'll give us his sweet 16 steam, and I'll tell him about my new roulette strategy. Your 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Nobody loves Motley Crue more than you, Big Mike. Nobody. How many times have you seen them? 31, and I have three tickets for this summer that was canceled from 2020. 31 times. That's insane, man. Why do you love Crue so much? I mean, they obviously slap, like the kids like to say, but seriously. Just, you know. The music's great. <laughs> love Tommy Lee. Love the whole atmosphere. Uh, you know, and I've seen them in the U.S. I want to see the tickets. I want to see the tickets to prove it. Do you keep all the stubs? I'm not uh, calling you a liar. I'm just saying I'd like to I've see. I've probably it. got 23, 24 of them. I probably don't have a few from when I was a kid in the early '80s. Like, in the, okay, in '83 when I saw them open for Kiss. I don't. I know I don't have that one. You know you don't have that ticket, but you've still seen it 31 times. All right. Uh, Big Mike is with me here. Mike O'Neill, uh, who wrote me into this awesome trip with 19 other ne'er-do-wells from the Curry Park Men's Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is their annual trip to Mesquite to play golf for an inordinate amount of time and too many rounds, although the rounds have come down in the last, I'd say, 10 years, right? Five years. Five years. It used to be nine days, how many rounds? Fourteen? Uh, Thirteen. Every other 13. day was 36. Oh, Jesus. God almighty. And and this trip, it's only nine rounds in eight days. Correct. And tomorrow is our 36. Tomorrow is our 36. And we have been battered by the wind ever since we got up here Saturday. And it was a lovely day Saturday. And then Sunday was a howler. Monday was a howler. What day is today? Tuesday. Today started nice-ish. A little bit cool, but nice-ish. And I thought we were going to have a day, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, 7.40 in the morning, it was a little cool, but we got to like the fourth, fifth hole, and it was like, it was great. We got to, made the turn, got to about and 12, the wind and somebody up. turned the fan on. Yeah, and it said, okay, uh, your fun is over. Get ready to have to hit shots. I'm about you don't done have. with the wind, by yeah, the way. Everyone's about done with the wind. Anyway, um, we have had on this trip, a great time. We have also had, and I shall keep all the names redacted, we have had a guy locked out of his hotel room in the middle of the night who then had to piss on the carpet, not at this resort, but somewhere downtown, and have security come let him back into his room. After he left the fourth floor <laughs> and came up to the eighth floor looking for my room. But couldn't remember. couldn't remember the in room, his number, haze, right? the room number, Didn't want to knock on everyone's door and only his boxers. Right. Yeah, uh, so we've had that. We have had an all-nighter so far. I won't say who that was, but he basically just carried it through all night and got it done. We've had somebody shit on a cactus, so there's that. Uh, We have had somebody get food poisoning and miss a round of golf. Two rounds. Two rounds. He missed yesterday and today. He missed today as well? He did. He he, He had to go to Walmart this morning and get some more medicine, so... I'm but sorry. he's ready for tomorrow. Listen, this is not my trip, Mike, but I'm going to say I got one word for you. Post. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Soft. <laughs> 
But anyway, it's been a great trip. I want you to know. I want you to know how much I appreciate you wrote me into this, and I want your assessment of how it's gone so far. You know, uh, outside of the wind, I mean, you got to remember these. The, I've known these guys for somewhere between, depending on the guy, twenty to twenty-five years. Okay. And we've been coming here. Handicaps since, ranging from about a one all the way up to a twenty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everybody loves playing golf with one another. Um, we've they, known each other a they long time. like it. I know Certain not every guy. You're right. Fair I enough. Know, in a group of 20, there's no way they all no, love it. No, no, they, they go, Oh, who am I paired with? That guy? Yay! Some days it's like that. Some days it's you just kind of muddle through. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've been coming up here for a long time. and 14 years running. It is. The it's reason, a hoot. Well, it's a hoot, but we, we used to go to like Hilton Head or Florida or Alabama. It can be cold. It can rain. Yeah. It no, won't. It won't rain here. It but will the not wind, rain. The but wind the, has been our rain. This yeah. the, this has been the killer. The other thing that's tough about golf up here is that the, the turf is so firm, and the grass is so tight. It's hard for those of us weekend chops to get good contact. I I will die for a nice soft, squishy, fluffy, divot taking lie, whenever I get it this summer. I'll be like, ah. you'll probably get that at Wolf Creek on Friday. Yeah, possibly so. Possibly so. Um, that said. I have a bone to pick with you guys about your tournament, which I have offered basically no suggestions. It's the first trip I've been on in forever in, in which it wasn't my trip. In which and it's I wasn't, killing you. It, 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 it's not killing me. I'm loving it, actually. <laughs> you tell me what time to have our ass in the seat, and I've made it every time so far. Knock on wood. There was, a th- there was an incident today, people, that blew my mind that it was actually a thing. Third hole at 8.02 in the morning on a course I've never seen before with breezes starting to kick up into the glaring sunshine of the desert. I mean, it was right into our face. This tricky par four I hit hybrid off of looks like it's skirting the edge of the desert area. We go up to where I thought it was based on where the other guys in the group had hit and what their shots were, not knowing anything about anything, can't find the ball and say, okay, well, I'm going to take a penalty and drop. We then later go up further up the fairway than we thought it would have gone, another 40 yards, and found it in a little hollow in the middle of the fairway. And they looked around and they go, all right, we're going we're gonna to let you play this. But They did what? But don't tell anybody. Well, you're telling the world now. I am telling the world right now because fuck those guys for even saying that don't tell anybody. Listen up. Uh, the other On Sunday at uh, Coyote Springs, I lagged a putt in 30-mile-an-hour winds up to a cock length for a tap-in par. And I saunter up. I'm like, okay, good par. I'm just going to go tap this in. And I take two seconds too long to go up there. And a gust of wind blew it off the green. In a friendly round, and I took that penalty. I took a seven because of that because we're playing by the rules. And I get playing by the rules. If there's not rules, Mikey, there is what? Anarchy. Anarchy. Chaos. You're yelling, by the way. Okay, I'm not yelling. Okay, um... Great golf trip. Everything's going well so far. I seem to be doing better down in the casino than I normally do at Blackjack. $10 table, two-deck Blackjack. So if you were really good at card counting, you might be able to hurt them here. Yeah, you know, I, it's one of the things up here that we like because we've been coming here for so long is unless it's Saturday night when it's packed, you can get on a table, it's 10 bucks. it's not Vegas, it's right. not $25, it's not a continuous shuffler, it's not all that bullshit. Right. I mean, you can actually pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good place. I don't know how I'll feel in another two days. You know, you sort of get rammy like, oh, jeez, I'm still here. 
and you're looking oh, at you the will. same old locals. Yeah, <laughs> the locals have such a typical type: good, hardworking folk. West, you know, uh, Nevadans and some U- Utahians, and maybe some people from Arizona. But they're they're just older people out here living like fuck it. Oh, yeah, they don't give a shit. I mean, hey, you know, they're just they're going to work. They're coming to the casino. They're getting their seventy five cent hot dogs. They're having a huge time. Yeah, they are having a huge time. So we're gonna call Mister X right now. Uh, get his sweet sixteen steam, as we like to say. Let's I've already go got a lock. Do you already have a lock? I do. I saw it today. I won't. I won't wait till Mister X comes on. But holy cow! I looked at the board in the sports book, which, by the way, is the size of my shoe. And oh my god, I couldn't believe what I saw. Mister X, are you there with us? Oh, hey, Mr. X. Hold on a second. <laughs> well, of course, the equipment is not nearly working as correctly as I want it to work, so let me just go ahead and fuddle with a few things. Uh, just uh, wait there leisurely. I know this worked before. It should work again. Are you there with us? I'm here. Okay, there he is. Mr. X, how are you? Okay, okay. But- Do you- do you want to come to this next year? I know your golf game is yeah, not great. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. If I worked on my game for a year, I'd get to that, oh, not great level. Oh, okay. It would take a I'm year close to, to getting to that. Okay. Well, I think, yeah. you'd, I think I you'd, know, en- you'd enjoy the casino here. You'd enjoy yes, the casino. It's very small, but very easy access. Walk right up to the sports book window. Uh, it works. The, the, the woman who works there is already on a friendly basis with me. You've probably heard by now, Mr. X, my, you know, that's just like gambling approach to betting on the games, right? No, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I went up to the window, and I just started rattling off numbers. But your intention when was, you went to the window. I was going to bet 1,000 on Tennessee to complete the karmic circle against Michigan for the Stauskas free throws, remember? Five years later. Six years oh, yes. later. And at the window, Mr. X, I had a moment of fear. Scared money don't make money. And I chicken out at the last second. So instead of a grand on Tennessee, which would have been a disaster, I then just started firing hundreds at whatever game struck my fancy. Like, literally, I'm just calling them off the board. I'm like, them, them, <laughs> them, them, them. I went five and three day one. I had eight picks, and I'm looking at the schedule going, I can't, why am I missing a game here? And it's not matching up. I bet an NIT game because it was on the board and it wasn't clearly marked. And I'm so dumb. I'm like, VCU, they're in the tournament, right? Did it no, win? No, they're not. It lost. <laughs> the next day, I did it again. I bet nine bets, eight tournament, all eight tournament games, Mr. X. And then I threw another NIT game in, which was Xavier, which won. And I went seven and two. And as you like to say, that's almost like gambling. Almost. Almost. I have, I have two questions for you. Yes, sir. Are we chatting or are we recording? Oh, we're recording right now. We okay. are. We well, who are else is on the line here? Oh, this is Mike. Big Mike. Sorry. Oh, Big Mike. Mike. Say, yeah. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my attorney is on the line with us. So <laughs> you're being deposed <laughs> right now, Mr. X. So okay. before we get into your list of stuff. I just like to know if it's friends or foes, you know, before right. I say anything. Right, right, Because I got right. a lot of foes after this week. Uh, yeah, you oh, know boy. what? Rough weeks happen. But uh, last I checked, there's uh, four more games Thursday, four more games Friday. That's right. All right, so I think I have a roulette strategy, Mr. X. Uh, oh boy. Do you do you play roulette, Mr. X? Um no. Please okay. say no. You know Please. one of our one of our guys, Danny B, swears he's got a theory. Not a theory, but he's got system. a method system. He's got a system. Yeah. Right. You should stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> stop right there. The only thing that's bad 
is if you if you want to play, play. If you think you have a theory, please go away. Please just he, go away. He swore by it. He's like, I'm oh betting numbers God. that are in a row on the wheel because the uh-huh. numbers the numbers on the wheel are adjacent to each other, but they're not adjacent on the board. I never knew that about roulette because I never paid any attention. Sure. Um, he says, you know, muscle memory. He goes, you know, that dealers, you know, I like to bet those numbers because when they hit, it's like they hit over and over because muscle memory, they're flicking the ball the same oomph every time. And I go, I counted. I go, Danny, that ball went around that thing 13 times on that spin. You really fucking, like this, the wheel is spinning the opposite direction. And then once the ball falls into the roulette wheel, it bang, 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 bounces around like crazy. It's as random as yeah. any random thing could be. And the, the the better casinos like in Vegas, Mr. X, now have a board, electronic right. board that shows you what percentage has been hitting. And they show you hot numbers. And they show you the breakdowns. And if they were worried about you knowing those numbers, Mr. X, would they put them right there on the game? <laughs> uh, the last time and only time I played roulette in Bangor, Maine, a friend of mine had texted me, hey, you're going to the casino today. Put 25 bucks on 20 for me. Okay. I was leaving. I cashed out of the craps table. It was end of the night. And I was like, oh, I forgot to do that. I, this is no lie. I stop at the roulette. I cash in 25 bucks. I put it on number 20. And there's like five or six people playing. They all looked at me like I had three heads. You know, like, right. what's this guy doing? And I thought, what's the big deal? They spin it. I look up. You know how they have it lit up the last numbers in sequence? Yeah. 20 had just hit twice in a row. (laughs) (laughs) So they all thought I was like coming in to go, hey, twice in a row, let me in. You bet it. Yeah, you bet it to hit a third time in a row, which, by the way. No idea that it had just hit twice. No idea. And they all look, now I'm like, yeah, I see why you think I'm stupid. I'm not really betting for right. a third that, time in a row. But that said, it had every bit the same exact odds of hitting yeah. 20 because the wheel has no memory. The ball has right. no memory. It is what it is. Yeah. But I think I've got my strategy because this was a $4 a spin inside table. Bargain, right? Okay. I only had to put four chips inside on the numbers. So I just picked the numbers I like, and I like numbers 7, 11, 19, and 21. I hit 7, I take it off, I substitute it for 1. I hit 11, I substitute that off for 13, and then I hit uh, 13 after that. I hit three numbers in the span of, I don't know, like 45 minutes, an hour, and one fifty to 1. One fifty bucks. I'm like, yeehaw. Now, could I do this with a higher limit roulette table? Sure. Is it a winning strategy? No, there's no fucking strategy. It's like gambling. Pretty much. All right. Hey, how's your fantasy team doing? No, I'm just kidding. Fantasy team's terrible. My bracket is terrible. I had Auburn and LSU going to this Sweet 16. I had uh, Baylor winning it all again. That was stupid. Yeah, just because it was a counterplay, Mr. X. Nobody liked them, and for good reason. They're not as good as last year. And I said, well, they're a one seed. How bad can they fucking be? I'll pick them to win it all again when nobody else is going to do it. And I crashed and burned. Yeah. All right. Well, anybody that had a good, forget the brackets, a gambling week, anybody that had a good first four days of gambling, sorry, they're either lucky or lying because <laughs> everybody on the planet got smoked. It was a really, really hard game. Oh, sharps, God, yes. The Sharps got uh, smoked. You got sharps smoked. Sharps are smoked. Subscribers at callmemrx.com got smoked. 
Oh, they're they're beyond smoked. Uh, <laughs> they're beyond I, if I'd done a lot, smoked better, sausage. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, crash and burn all over. It was it was not pretty. So what happened? Well, it's college basketball. Um, yeah, I could sit there and claim bad luck, but the reality is, I do not believe there is a harder sport to gamble on than college basketball. Is do it, not believe. Is it getting harder now than it was before? That's a good question for you. Uh, no, so? I don't think so. No, I don't. I think it's always been, and and know. this is very debatable. I've you know every sport has a luck element to it. You know, yes. You're, at the end of a football game, do you get a strip sack, fumble, return it to the house, or does he kneel down? I mean, those things happen in sports. But to me, in college basketball, you play 39 minutes of a game, and the points scored in the last minute has a variance that is tremendous compared to the first 39. You know, do they shoot, miss, foul, shoot, miss, foul, shoot, miss, foul, and put up 10 points in 40 seconds? Or do I hold the ball for 30 seconds and you hold the ball for 30 seconds? Right. That last minute swings so bad right. that you can be dead right all day long, and then that last minute is just is just atrocious. Uh, did, you, did you see the end of the Duke-Michigan State game? No. Oh, my God. That's the classic example. With a minute 10 to go, Duke's up one, laying okay. seven, seven, seven and a half. Right. And a what minute, is the a last minute point? to go? Yeah, and and it's and they covered school. Uh, uh, Michigan State miss foul, two free throws. Miss foul, two free throws. Miss, miss foul, foul one more time, two, two free, free throws. throws. And it gets to seven. This is the first time in probably decade that I screamed and swore at the television, and Ms. X wasn't sure what was going on because <laughs> when they finally miss a foul and push it to seven. I'm like, daggone it. All right, I'll take the push, because I have Michigan State plus seven. And it moves to seven. So I'm like, all right, screw it. I'll take the push. Michigan State comes down, shoots with five seconds left, misses, and fouls with three seconds left. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. And so now they're oh shooting. My God. They, so now they hit their seventh and eighth free throw to go up nine. And now I'm thinking, okay, you, got, you, you had to foul. You had to play to the horn. Go, go make the layup, right? And they inbound it, and the guy stands there at midcourt like, yeah, okay, game's over. I mean, it was over five seconds ago, but you fouled. <laughs> Why did you foul, right? Right, exactly. So you had to foul. To I mean, so you get eight free throws in, in a few seconds, and it goes well. And by the way, your, your our friend Kevin Sheehan immediately tweeted out, I'm Michigan State plus seven. I quit gambling. <laughs> <laughs> to which my response on tweet was, over or under a number of times we could quit gambling, 29 and a half. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> because well, that's just the kind of game where you're on the right side all day long. And the next game will be a four-point lead, and, and they never foul, and it ends at two or four. You just can't judge the last yeah. minute of college basketball. Well, Colgate, Colgate against Wisconsin, down seven. They go in for a layup with 15 seconds left. Right. Like, you dumb fucks. They ended up getting it. And then they call timeout with like six seconds. No. And then the inbound, and they don't foul. Why'd you right. call a timeout? Why did you shoot the yeah. lamp? Yeah, right, exactly. But they're college kids. Shit happens. Uh, you by now have heard and seen, uh, I don't know, Mike, if you saw it, but the end of the Arizona versus, uh, uh, not Xavier, Arizona versus um, 
uh, Creighton game. No, not Creighton. Arizona TCU? versus TCU. TCU, right. It was purple. I knew it was a purple color, yeah. Um, there was a foul not called at midcourt mm-hmm. against Arizona that was egregious and almost led to Arizona winning the game, but their dipshit point guard didn't have any understanding of, you know what, I don't have time to dunk it. Let's shoot a floater with two seconds left. Oh, yeah, and a regulation almost, and they went to OT. What did you, yeah, you think of that no call there? That's bad. Uh, I didn't have a real, real problem with it. That was the classic. You must have had TCU. Or you must no, have had Arizona. You must have had Arizona. Go, I don't have a problem with it. He, oh, I'd already lost. He that. bodied him. He bodied him over pursuing yeah. and knocked him off the ball. Now there's a little bit of flopping. Yeah. There's a little bit of flopping. No, that's a little true, bit, but yeah, that's it the was classic. A foul. Call that at midcourt to end the season. It's a tough one. If you're going to the basket, see, that's, see that's the thing. Nobody wanted to be like Seton Hall when they got two free throws to win the national title against Michigan. Yeah. Yes, these referees right. don't ever want to put somebody at the line to win the game. It has I guess to like, be murder to do so. Yeah, and that's kind of true. But somebody won on that on day one. I, I draw the line on. Hey, if I'm shooting a layup and you foul me, it's a foul. When you're dribbling at midcourt, yeah. I'm drawing a blank now. Somebody won on day one on a touch foul in a game where they hadn't called anything. And I was like, I tweeted out, like, this makes me think of Duke and um, Central Florida years ago when they massacred the guy at the buzzer. I can't think offhand who it was. Somebody won on day one on two free throws with two seconds. You're like, okay. I see the game. I'm trying to figure out. All right. I got your list of uh, topics. Let's go through them here. Uh, Trolls and streaks. A, the Doc Walker theory. I'm all ears. What is the Doc Walker theory? Well, I call it that. I know he seems like a decent guy, and I know you like him. But he is exactly what every gambler hates. (laughs) The guy, as I call it, the guy at the end of the bar who's never wrong. He knew everything was going to happen. You know, and was, I, was, I Doc, was Doc tweeting that during the tournament? No, but he's always he, to me. He was the one over the years that would always say, "Oh, oh, oh! I guarantee the Redskins beat Dallas. I guarantee it if well, they we, show up. We, if, if they, they show up, if they show up, and I always go, if they hey, don't. I see parlay. I see parlay. I see teaser. I don't see the if they show up bet. You know, it's not on. <laughs> and then on Monday when they lose, it's like, oh, they didn't show up. I told you, and they're like, you're never wrong. Yeah. So there's guys who are never wrong, and there's nothing a guy like me hates more than that because, you know what, I'm wrong. I get stuff wrong all the time. And what got me, the reason I point this one out is, you know, you have access to some of my big-time players various ways, some I know, some I don't know. Yeah, one of them is sitting across know. the table from me right now. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. Medium-time well, player. And what happens players. is – during the year, you'll you'll bring up on the show something like, "Hey, I heard you had Shane Otani to win MVP at thirty-five to one," and I'll be like, "Yeah, we did." And last podcast, you brought up Brady, who I had picked to not retire for next year. Right. Well, immediately you get all this stuff. Unfortunately, recently I learned about a thing called Reddit, which I'm I'm going to unlearn. Oh, oh boy! Oh no! Don't do and it. Reddit is a fucking snake pit, man. Supposedly, yeah, and, and, my most rabid fans, fans of mine, have a Reddit thread, and yeah. they are savage. Oh, they're terrible. Somebody showed me that. And the point of it is, <laughs> they go on there, and all they say is, oh, sure, you picked Brady. Why don't you tell us after it happened? What, was I supposed to text you? 
Yeah, <laughs> right. Hold on. Come Let on. me call a press conference here to say I had this yeah. thing. Or it's better like, yet, I'm, buy my service and I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. And I thought about it and I thought, yeah, I understand. Nobody likes to hear you claim a winner after the fact. But when you bring it up on the pod, what am I supposed to say? Oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. And I listened to last week's show and we talked about three bets. You brought up Brady. And then I brought up two other ones that were stupid losers. One where I took Auburn to win basketball, and I actually took football. <laughs> and, one where, and one where I – well, actually, I got a better chance at football now, don't I? <laughs> now that yes, they're you out. do. But, um, and one – I can't think of the other one. I brought up another bet that I got completely wrong. And I'm thinking, we talked about three bets. I got one right, two wrong. And you guys are just killing me with this why do we talk about it after the fact. I know. I know. Well, you know, Think trolls Trolls are going to troll. That's the bottom line. Because they have nothing better to do. Yes. Uh, why yeah. learning to gamble is, uh, on sports is similar to blackjack. How so? Yeah. You, okay. You guys can picture this. When you're sitting at a blackjack table and somebody's sitting at third base and they got a 16. Oh, boy. And yeah. the dealer has a 10. No, no, no. That's when they look at you and say, what should I do here? And you know what I always say? I look right at them and say, well, first of all, you're going to lose. (laughs) Second of all, if you would like less of a chance to lose, you should hit that. (laughs) Because if you tell them to hit it, they hit it, boss, and they look at you like, ah, you know, I got it wrong. You're going to lose. So my point is, Learning to be a good sports gambler, you're not going to print money, but you're going to learn better odds and a better way to have the odds not be as far against you and do better. But you're not going to kick the house's ass. No, <laughs> you just no, going. Got it set up that way. That's how and it's going to be. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like when I when we do this tournament stuff, it's like if you go zero and four or zero on day one. And you've buried yourself. You had a bad plan because it can happen. Yeah, save bullets in your gun because you know what? After zero and four, we're probably going to go you know five and one the next day. It's going to be ups and downs, and you just have to you just have to plan that way. Yeah, well, it's like oh, what I was going to say is, but if you're not doubling down on eleven. You're leaving it out there on the table. Exactly. You've got to play the game. It doesn't mean you're going to win. It means you're going to have a better chance to win. Right. That's why I think of it like that. Yeah. All right. Um, You have some thoughts on the broadcasters for the tournament. Well, uh, two thoughts. Last week, X2 said to me, I think he listened to our pod for the first time in about a year. He said, Dad, thank you. You, Zabe, and all the old guys don't realize anyone under 40 can't name a broadcaster. <laughs> he said, we don't know, we don't care. Don't know, don't care. That sounds about right. Okay. And I said, I don't talk about broadcasters. The only one I dislike is Aikman. And he brought up a bunch of things we talked about. And I was like, okay, okay, so maybe we do. But having said that, Dan Bonner, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? Who he is? I mean, yeah. Played basketball back in the day. Coached basketball. He played Virginia in the 70s. Right. He's a And he's goofy looking. Yeah. No charisma. No personality. The guy who's probably standing alone at a party. 
Nobody yeah. wants to. They're like, nothing. what do you do? I'm a network announcer he's for got college nothing. basketball. Right. And his analysis of a basketball game is beautiful. And in this day and age where it's all about yelling and screaming and being flamboyant, I just was thinking when I watch his games, all day long he says something that's really good. And I'm surprised he's been doing it for 50 years, given that he's about as exciting as a doorknob. But he's very good. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought the Iron Eagle called games were sublime. Iron Eagle is so good on football. I didn't think he could be better at anything because he's even better on college basketball. He's really good. He's really good. I mean, calling those high-level games, the excitement, the punctuation of the plays, being sharp, knowing all the players and everything else, he's really, really good. Yes. yes. So, and, 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 and Rex Chapman's a disaster, but I talked about that with Andy yesterday. This is, this is the typical program director move. Hey, he's got all these followers on Twitter. He played in the NBA. He played at Kentucky. Let's bring him in. How bad can he be? Well, now you're seeing it. It took a long time on that first day for me to figure out who the bald guy at the end of the table was. I was staring at <laughs> yeah. it going. Drugs, I are, drugs are bad. Me. Yeah, drugs Chris are a hell Knocking. of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I sent a picture to Chris Knocking and said, any idea who this is? Do you have any thoughts goes, on, the, on the, yeah, what do you say? He said, it might be might be Rex Chapman. I was like, oh, okay. It doesn't look <laughs> right. like him. Okay. He's got the Kentucky blue glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so um, you have any thoughts on the uh, Maryland hire at head coach? The guy from Seton Hall. The guy from Seton no. Hall. Uh, Kevin, oh, Kevin Willard. Right. You know, Maryland. He used to be Western Kentucky, if I recall, Kevin Willard. And yeah. Now through Seton Hall. Know. He's been to the tournament um, once. Maryland is one of those schools that thinks they are the program, and why doesn't everyone line up for it? I know. Um, they're not that. Okay, you won a banner. Move on. You're not that um, guy. As they say, it's, you're not that guy. They don't. They don't they, listen. I I got vilified by Sheehan when I said of the uh, uh, Turgeon hire. I'm like, eh. He's yeah. like, what do you mean? Eh, we are a top ten program, and I go, no, you're not. Uh, Maryland? Yeah, that's no. what they think. They think they are. That's what I'm they saying. Think they are. They are the UCLA of the East in 1974. I and, mean, that's and, just and, what they still think they are. And you know what? You know what I hit them with, which absolutely sent them into a. Rage, I said, you're Georgia Tech with a banner. They did not like that. Well, when you sent that tweet out to me and Jay during that time, do you remember my response that sent Jay over the deep end? No. I said, they're Rutgers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's okay, a, that's and, a little bit harsh. Well, because he said, name one star Rutgers player in our in our group, and I said. Uh, Phil Sellers, I don't know, off the top of my head. He was All-American. And then I looked it up, and I thought he was like in the 90s. He was like in the 70s, so I was off right, by a couple right, decades. Right. But, so maybe Rutgers was a stretch. But still, the point remains, they're not a top 10 program. They're I a know. top 10 big, big 12 team, big 10 team. Yeah. Well, I, I think, <laughs> the, I think the, college, the college game may be harder to bet now than ever, but I think it is spectacular in its athleticism, the shooting, you know, these kids are shooting oh. from deeper and deeper now. They don't shoot as well by percentage as the pros do, but their skill level to shoot from super deep oh, it's crazy. is sick. It's like there was a guy. Yeah, the guy with a funny name for Arizona was just dripping wet. Boom, 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 one after another. The Colgate guys against Wisconsin, they were shooting Doug, from. Yeah, the, the Colgate guys were burying them as well. But then the the story of the tournament so far is St. Peter's Doug Eddert. Doug, Doug. 
you know, with yeah. his poofy hair and his mustache, and he can flat-out ball. And he's a backup on that team. And every one of us, if we had to pick a guy at the gym to cover, is picking that guy. Yes, exactly. Because exactly, they got some brothers on that you know team for St. Peter's. They're like, oh, that guy looks kind of quick. I'll go take this well, goofball over here. Shit, he's lighting me up. It's like white men can't jump. Yeah, but white men Here's can shoot. Here's my on St. Peter's, okay? For decades, we always have that issue of, you know, take Murray State or some team that's 30-2, and two, and you say, well, who did they play? Well, you played who you had to play. You know, what can you do? Right. St. Peter's, okay, they're in the worst conference in basketball. They lost 11 games. <laughs> and if you look at who they lost to. I did not look who they lost to. Oh, it's terrible. Really? Oh, God. They lost and some shitbags, huh? Zabe, the only reason that they're in this is because somebody else in their conference knocked off Iona, the only team. So they got here without even having to play the big dog. So they go into this tournament, 21 and 11. One of the best teams they played this year was Maryland, who got beat them by double digits, and St. John's, who beat them by 25. They they lost. It's one thing to say you didn't play anybody. It's another thing to say you lost to everybody. I know. So going into this tournament, I had them as the 68th and worst team. They weren't just a 15 seed. They were overrated at 15. But as soon as they pull this off, Kenny Smith and Bart, everybody is telling you now how good St. Peter's is. Like, really? Where were you a week ago? <laughs> Do they right. even know where St. Peter's is? Right. Yeah. If you go yeah. to Google Earth, St. Peter's looks like a street. It's like yeah. the whole campus is just a street. <laughs> they lost to some teams that I've never heard of. I know. But, but that's what makes the tournament great. It's what makes right. basketball great, that it is a – very much impro- improvisational game of fluidity and chance and styles. And, you know, the ball doesn't sure. know who you are, how much money you have from nil rights, whether you're going to go in the lottery or not. It's just yep. basketball. Guard, defend, pass, be smart, hustle, tip, get rebounds, and see where the chips fall. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, the coach seems like a good dude, too. Did you see where? Shaheen Holloway. Uh, yes, Seton Hall point guard. Oh. I remember him when he played. And oh, now yeah. that Seton Hall is open, basically the How coach. How does he not get the job? Well, the coach that left said, boy, I really would like to see my guy get that job. But he sure. may get a bigger job than that. He might. But he might be like, I don't want to go to St. The guy Johnson, from Murray State or... went to LSU. Yeah, there you go. Mr. X, I have a question. All right, Mikey has a question. I have a question. What's that? Why? Please explain to me, because I think it's a lock looking at the board here. Texas My answer Tech, right now is go the other way. Yeah, right. Te- no, Texas Tech is favored against Duke. Favored. Say it again. Texas, Texas Tech, Tech is favored. So you're saying the Texas lock Texas is Duke Tech. plus the points? No, Texas no, Tech. Run to the smell. Run to the smell. It smells. Why is Texas Duke? Tech is good. That doesn't, that's, that's, I haven't looked yet. That doesn't surprise me at all. I would have figured Tech by about two. What's the number? One and a half. Okay. Tech's a better team. That's, Tech's a better team. Okay. I mean, which may, not, which may not matter. Which may it's, not it's matter. It's a toss-up. It's yeah. a toss-up. Texas Tech can play defense. That team's good. I, I would, I would have a hard time picking either side in that game. But uh, but if you ask me, you know, if it, if you and I were flipping a coin, say who's going to win the game, I'd say Texas Tech. Yeah. Well, there you go. Except you know the one thing that may not be in that line is as we get deeper into this tourney, who wants to make the call to end Coach K's career? It's well, a no- and, and so the other the other question is, I mean. 
is there a conspiracy theory out there that they're going to let him get to the Final Four in his last year? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a built-in thing of when push comes to shove, you don't want to be that guy on you'd the have video to, you'd saying, have to look see at the, this blown call. Yeah, you'd, you have don't to s- be you'd have to see the thumb on the scale pretty badly, I think, yeah. to see the referees trying to tank for him. Uh, real quick, and then we're going to wrap it up, Mr. X. Uh, okay. Gonzaga's minus 9.5 against Arkansas. Arkansas is a very live athletic team, and I would want to take Arkansas plus the points. Did Gonzaga just get by a scare, or are they going to be uphill sledding all the way because they're just not used to playing tough teams? Good question. That, I guess we'll game, find out. Yeah, that game by Memphis was lights out. Memphis was Memphis was a really good should have been a top eight or ten team and they played a phenomenal half and gonzaga withstood that storm i would i would be the other way i i don't like anything about arkansas lately i would take gonzaga villanova's minus four against michigan villanova uh is what we call a fortune 500 program they just do everything right that they they put out players they do it right that's a really good yeah, team. Got a, yeah, Jay Wright's got a machine going on. I saw they're like said two titles and like five of the last six years in the Sweet Sixteen. Bing, bing, yeah. bing. Uh, Duke, as you mentioned, is a one point dog to Texas Tech. Talked about that game, and then Arizona minus one and a half against Houston. That game is going to be a knockdown, drag out, athlete on athlete type of game. Yeah, yeah, that's a good game. I don't know. That's a toss up. I still like Arizona to to win it all, but we'll see. All right, and then the Friday game, St. Peter's is 12-and-a-half against Purdue. I do not like Mikey Purdue covering big numbers. No. But guess what? The Big Ten stinks. I know, but St. Peter's could turn back into a pumpkin right now. This could be the team that lost to Siena. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, they've had a week now to think about where they're at. So do they crawl back in their shell? They haven't. There's, the momentum may have gone away. Do they crater? But the 12-and-a-half. Backdoor That's a bullshit. big. It, it, it's fifteen, and they hit a three. three and a it's sudden. over. You're like right. fuck! How did I lose that one? Right. Um, I don't know. I, Purdue is so big and strong that that's a tough matchup for St. Peter's. Kansas right. minus eight against Providence. I've got no good feel on that. That's a big number. Providence is the is the the team that remind. All year we talked about the Tennessee Titans never getting any odds makers respect. In basketball, it's Providence. No matter how bad a team they play, they're always laying two. I mean, they, yeah. Vegas just does not think Providence is any good, but they keep winning. Uh, UCLA is two and a half against North Carolina. Yeah, that that might be the best matchup going, um, those two programs. But, I mean, is there anybody playing better than North Carolina right now? But what no, they showed they're us. they're hot right now. North but Carolina they've got an Michigan. injury. But they've got a huge injury. Well, well, if you're going to play five and only five guys and you're playing a number one seed, you can't have one kicked out and one foul out and go, I hope we can get through the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, It's really hard. And then Miami but, is one and a half against Iowa State in the 11 versus 10. Six. 11-6 matchup? No, yeah. it's like 11-10, I believe. No, 11-6. 10-11. Plus? No, it's 10-11. Sorry, my Yeah, mind. it's 10-11. You know what, what that's called? What? That's everybody in the NCAA tournament love there's two things you want to see. You want to see the two giant powerhouses match up, you know, Gonzaga and Arizona. You want to see that game. And you love to see David versus Goliath. But nobody wants David versus David. <laughs> but I love what so when you I give love me the what, 10 and 11. I, you're like 
Yeah, no thanks. But I love what Jimmy Laranega has done at Miami. The guy took George Mason to the Final Four. They weren't going to show him the money. He's like, fuck it, I'll go to Miami where they don't care about basketball. And he's had success down there, and he's still there after 15 years, which is good for That's him. Right. You know where he started, though, don't you? Virginia, I'm guessing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, whenever yeah. Mr. X quizzes me It's always a Virginia answer. Always go with Virginia. <laughs> he was likely. assistant when I was in school there. Isn't there Terry a trivia Bob. question about Virginia 116? Yeah, there is. We know about that. Oh, I just checked. And, and and whenever I ask Mr. X, God, gee golly, Mr. X, that sure seems like an overwhelming stat. What do you think the odds are that that team won the game? And the answer is almost always what? Uh, 50-50. 50-50. Whenever I'm like enamored with it. To win in 2019. It was right. all part of the plan. Yeah. Whenever I'm enamored with a trend, a stat, or some kind of analysis, thinking this has got to be a real gold mine, uh, Mr. X is yeah. like, yeah, the answer is probably 50-50 whenever this happens. <laughs> all right. Did you see Jim Laranega after the game in his press conference? Yeah, he um, said he said to Barkley, he goes, listen, nobody wants to see you shirtless. Because Barkley yeah, said Barkley Miami wins. wins. He's taking oh, off his shirt yeah. and dancing on the stage. And Laranega said, I had to do this for America's sake. You gotta love that. <laughs> exactly. All right, callmemrx.com is the website if you would like more from Mr. X. And if you just want to be a dick shit troll, then go to the Reddit <laughs> page and splash around in the shallow pool with a bunch of idiots and think you're uh, doing something special. As always, Mr. X, a pleasure. Mikey, anything to say? We wish he was out there, right? Next year in Vegas for March Madness for Zabe Vegas. We're getting the band back together, I swear to God. We're getting the band back together. Mr. X is coming from Maine. He's bringing his beard. That's right. We can do that. Maybe bring X2. Oh, my I'll God, just... yes! We gotta bring the excellence. The yeah, excellence I'll probably just have to on the come. Paul. I'm not good on the first 18, but I can do the 19. Alright, <laughs> All right, Mr. X, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. See you guys. All right, see you. All right. Mikey, we gotta go to dinner. You're gonna go get a prescription for your stomach stuff. You gotta go to dinner. No. You gotta eat. I can't. Please eat a little bit. Sit with us and eat. You I can have I can have some crackers and stuff, but I, all that fatty stuff will rip me up all night long. All right. Thanks for uh bringing me on this trip. Thanks. I'm having a blast. Thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for being a great roommate, putting up with me, and uh, we're getting along just nice. But it's only day four. Thanks for seriously. Thanks for coming. These guys are thrilled you're here. We're having a blast. Good. And now it's gonna be in the 90s. 90s. The rest of the way. No more wind, please. That's oh, all I can Oh, fuck. Do. No more wind. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourself a great Wednesday or whatever Wednesday you want, and we will see you next time. Yo, I know something you